0: seem to become this, hey, I've, I'm a Christian. I've got the cross. I've got a cross necklace. I'm, I'm a Christian. But we, a lot of times when we're when people do that, they forget the meaning of the cross. They forgot, forget what happened on the cross. See, what happened on the cross was not pretty. You see the nice, pretty cross, and, and, and it's like, There's no staining on it. It's just nice two pieces of wood. But the cross was bloody. If we would have been there in our time, we would have said, you know what, this is a little too much. This is a little too much for for us. We wince at someone getting injected with a solution with the death penalty. And I'm not here saying for or against death penalty. But what I'm saying is, back then when Jesus was crucified, it was a horrific death. It wasn't instant. It wasn't like someone just kind of went to sleep. It was pain and agony, not to mention the beatings that happened beforehand. And that wasn't just for Jesus. That was for all those who were crucified How many times have we've seen the cross and just went by it? Even as believers, we've come numb to the signal of the cross. We don't always remember the horrific scene that was there. A.W. Tozer said, the old cross slew men. The new cross entertains men. It's just a cross, a symbol, when the cross was bloody. Someone wrote, the old cross is a symbol of death. It stands for the abrupt, violent end of a human being. The man in Roman times who took the cross and started down the road was already say, has already said goodbye to his friends. He was not coming back. He was not going out to have his life redirected. He was going out to have it ended. The cross made no compromise, modified nothing, spared nothing. It slew all of the man completely and for good. It did not try to keep on good terms with the victim. It struck cruel and hard, and when it had finished its work, the man was no more. The death on the cross was gory. Now you see the, the pieces of wood, the cross itself, that's just wood. The cross standing by itself was nothing. If you look at the, the soldiers who, who, crucif- who actually put Jesus on the cross, they stood next to the cross and missed the whole thing because they didn't realize who they had just put on the cross. To them, it was just another day. It was just another dude that they put on the cross. They did it every day, multiple times a day. It was nothing to them. But to humanity, the one that went on that cross would never be the same. It's because of the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ that you and I have salvation today. It's because the blood that Jesus shed is that we we are able to have the freedom that we have. It's the blood that he shed that we are able to have the peace that passes all understanding. See, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us are sinners. When I was 12, that was 40 years ago. Some of you chuckle, but... (laughs) But yet, even though I've attended this church my whole life, and God has kept me from a lot of things, I've never smoked a cigarette, I've never, never taken drugs, That's a testimony, but that still does not say that I'm not a sinner because all of us, from the ones that did the most worst crimes that we can think of, the Bible puts murder with envying. It puts murder with strife, someone fighting back and forth. It puts murder on the same level. It's all sin, and we all have sinned and fallen short. Hebrews 9.22 says, and almost all things are by the law purged by blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. If Jesus would have came and lived and just kind of died in obscurity, you and I would not have, he could have done all the miracles through his life, and we've, We wouldn't have had salvation. It's because he died and shed his blood that we have life. See, it started back with Adam. Adam and Eve sinned. And we like to say, well, Eve took a fruit Adam and Eve sinned. And because of their sin, we are sinners. It's not we are like Adam. we've, We've got Adam's sin. We have Adam's sin. The first Adam, we just, from after him, if he turned around, he would see us all. Because we all lined up right behind him as sinners. It's because of the blood of Jesus and Jesus' sacrifice that we are able to get out of that line of death. Because when sin is in your life, because it's enmity against God, it brings death. There's no other choice. The holiness of God can't have it any other way. It can't exist with your sin. That's why there's a a, a separation when when we have sinned and our lives are not right. There's a separation between us and God but it's by God's blood that we are able to come into communion with God and have a relationship with God. See, God started it back in Genesis. Genesis 3.21, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. He killed an animal, shed blood to cover them. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Old, Old Testament, There was a shedding of blood, the lamb, to cover the sin of man. But then came Jesus. Jesus came, and it didn't no longer just cover the sin of man, but it washed it away. And see, it's when we repent and we're baptized in Jesus' name, because there is no other name, And we are filled with his spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, a language that we've never spoken. The speaking in tongues is not the Holy Ghost. It's the evidence of God's spirit living in us. That's where we are, we, uh, word. that's where we are, uh, we, with his death, burial, and resurrection. I can't think of the word. We identify, thank you. We identify with, with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Without his death, we will not be regenerated. We are not a new creature. See, that's why 40 years ago, I can remember where I was. Because even though I grew up in a house that prayed, even though I grew up in a house that was covered all the time, My mom prayed. The neighbors knew when my mom prayed. My dad prayed. Not as loud as my mom. There was not a service that we missed unless we were out of town. I'm thankful that we. if you're sick, you stay home and don't spread it around. But back in the day... You came to get prayed for. There was healing in the house. Not that there's not to no. But my parents were, You're, you have a headache? Let's go get prayed for. You feeling sick? Let's go get prayed for. Even with all of that, I still needed the blood of Jesus, to cover my sin. Even living in that kind of atmosphere where there was no drugs, there was no alcohol, there was no smoking, there was was no TV. May have been better. Even with all of that, even with showing up to church and being a faithful attendance of church, It didn't change the fact that I needed the blood of Jesus to cover my life. Because we all have sinned. But, you know, Jesus, there was a man, I just listened to a testimony of a young man who, uh, he uh, was high on drugs. And he's like, Lord, either just kill me. He had never prayed before. He said, Lord, just kill me or you're going to have to do something with me. And he said instantly, he was no longer high. And he was like, whoa. He was freaking out. He said, I need to get to church. He went to the church, and at this point in time, he was uh, very much a hippie from the 70s, 60s, 70s, so he had the long hair, he looked crazy, and uh, he had just gone through a bender with with alcohol and, and drugs. And he went up to the church, and it was... Uh, in the south and they had 24 hour prayer he knocked on the door and the guy opened the, the church member opened the door and, and the hippie was like I need in I need to pray and the church member went nah so he went out went, out, went stayed outside and he was like I gotta get in there knocked again church member came again and said nah uh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning you look a little sketchy, maybe not. So this young man took off, started riding his bike and went around to the front of the church. He said right there, he saw Jesus on the cross. And all the gore and all the blood and all the horrific scene that it was. He said, Jesus said, if you were the only human being on earth, I would have done it for you. See, Jesus loves you and I. And no matter how bad we think we are, no matter how horrible we think our life is going, if we were the only human being on earth, Jesus would have came and died for you. That's how much he loves us. My wife, Becky, sings a song, Alabaster Box. It gets me every time she sings it. And those of you that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't know about you, but when I hear these words, it takes me back. It says, you weren't there the night Jesus found me. You didn't feel what I felt when he wrapped his arms around me. You don't know the cost. You don't know what God saved me from. But I do. And if it wasn't for Jesus, I probably wouldn't be here. It's because Jesus died. that I have life. It's because Jesus died and bled that you can have life. Some of us might need to go back to that time and and start revisiting that, that moment when Jesus wrapped his arms around you and be reminded of the peace that came into your life and what God saved you from. See, my testimony is that I was saved from drugs and alcohol and all that junk. Some of you were saved out of that lifestyle. But each one of us has a testimony. And each one of us needs to remember when we see a cross that there was blood shed for us. That he died for us and we could have been that. That could have been us if it wasn't for Jesus. Today as we stand. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, if you're here and you don't have peace in your life, if you don't have joy in your life, today is your day. God wants to wrap his arms around you and fill you with his peace and his joy. If you're here today and you've been filled with His Spirit, this is a reminder that you might want to take a couple minutes. And instead of standing and staring, take a couple minutes to remember where God brought you. Because if it wasn't for Him, where would you be? If it wasn't for him, would you even be alive today? If it wasn't for him, would your marriage even be together? I open these altars for those that want to remember and thank God for what they're doing, what he's done. I also open these altars for those that don't know him that want to come and meet Him. Either way, God wants to renew your passion. God wants to move in your life. God wants to touch you once again. Because some of us have been in the church so long we don't even remember it just, it's just become a lifestyle. Lord, you are so great. Thank you, Lord, for being life. Thank you for saving me. Lord, you are so patient with me. The times that I forget, I, I do things that I, I know I shouldn't. The times that I've forgotten you, so faithful when I've allowed my walk with you just to become a ritual instead of a relationship Lord there's no one like you there's no one like you there's no one like you Jesus I love you Jesus